there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. I said it straight away the first time. Um, and this is a special episode because we are, well, we're not rewatched. We've watched the very last episodes of Neighbours ever to air, bringing bring to an end our, our journey of watching. It's the last ever Enjoy. episode. Yay! We did it, Tim. It's over. This is the <laughs> last one. We've fucking done it. Until next season. Because, of course, we are a rewatch podcast. So we will be oh. traveling back in time to the early 2000s where we were originally before we've done this massive flash forward to the end of Neighbours um, and t- what an end we'll, we'll we'll talk about that any initial thoughts from yourselves before we get into the nitty gritty as, as an overall was was it a good end I think they did a good job of it there are some criticisms as well but we'll get into that what about you Adam yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it as a whole, but I think I think we spoke about it before when it's the end of something, you always see it going yourself a certain way. And if it doesn't do that, then you maybe do feel a little bit disappointed about certain things. I think in the whole, I enjoyed it. I did. But there was bits, like Tim said, where I was like, nah, wouldn't have had that. And I think we'll be a good podcast, big podcast when it comes to this because Everyone has obviously been celebrating Neighbours and saying it was the greatest finale of all time, the greatest thing that ever happened, fuck the lionesses, Neighbours, and all stuff like that. But I think on our podcast, we'll say, we will still say fuck the lionesses, but we will also say, well, some of that Neighbours wasn't quite as good as it could have been. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think it was very typically Neighbours. It was at times really fucking good. And then seconds later, absolutely dog shit and com- didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. He's gone as far as dog shit, everyone. Yeah, there was some, <laughs> there was some bits where absolutely dog shit, but coming seconds later from something that was really fucking good and really cool. Uh, before we get in, before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, you can follow our socials at Watch Neighbor, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and you can see what we're doing after this because we are not ending. We're now the only game in town. All these other neighbors podcasts that current that followed the current show got nowhere to go now. Us guys doing the rewatch. Another twenty years of this. I think that's good. I said that. Do we need to? I I think they will also all of a sudden become rewatch podcasts. So I think what we need to do is every single week. I think you were doing your five, like your follow five and the five good ones that you were doing. I think yeah. now we need to pick one each week that wasn't previously a neighborhood rewatch like ours that now has become a rewatch, and we say, "What the fuck are you doing?" Sort of thing. Yeah, we need to shut that sh- shut that shit down pretty quick, don't we? Yeah, uh, and we will do. Do not worry. Uh, there will be court injunctions left, right, and fucking center. We have worked. We have gone through too much pain. To get to this point now. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> this is how I always imagined it. Just me on top of everybody else dictating uh, and being the sole ruler. Uh, feel like Our sole ruler. Yeah, I feel like we're back to your sex life again here. <laughs> like he's ever on top. Fair point. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all that out of the way. Uh, we'll talk about what's to come. 
later as we go on. But let's talk about the final episodes of Neighbours. Uh, if you keep in count, it was eight that it was eight thousand eight hundred ninety-two to eight thousand eight hundred ninety-seven. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, so, first thing I'll talk about, I reckon we'll start with Izzy and that whole storyline. And uh, so, she Izzy has found out through Susan that Susan's been encouraging Shane to go for number twenty-four because Susan does not want Izzy on the street at all. And uh, so Izzy goes to see Shane. She finds she's not happy about this. She goes to see Shane. She goes, how much to back off? Shane's instant reaction. He fucking plays a blinder where he goes, probably a shag, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes straight in with the shag, which is which is great, really, because he probably he probably only wanted a blowjob, but if you go on for blowjob, you get knocked down to handjob. So <laughs> you go yeah. on the shag, and then she goes, what about a blowjob? You go, fantastic, that's all I wanted anyway. You always aim higher, Welcome, welcome to the Neighbourhoods Rewatch <laughs> podcast, everyone. Uh... <laughs> this is true. Well, yeah. Neighbants aren't talking about this kind of shit. They're just saying what a lovely time they had and how they all cried. We don't do that on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so Izzy and Mal are fuming about this as well because Izzy, at this moment, isn't quite willing to shag Shane. She's like, no, I'm with Mal. I'm not quite willing to shag you for this right now. So they go to, uh, so they go to Carl and Susan, and Susan's like, well, yeah, I have set this up because it's Mal. I'm going to give you an ultimatum right fucking now. It's me or Izzy. And literally, Susan doesn't even get the fucking words out of her mouth, and he goes, "Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I choose Izzy. I, 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 have you seen how fucking hot she is, Mal? I'm getting a shag. I'm getting so... a shag off Izzy. <laughs> That's what it comes down to for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Susan realizes she's not fucking winning that battle at all. So Carl and Susan they have a bit of a Carl and Susan have a bit of a row about it, but then they go to their hotel and they're like they just back down. They go, okay, well we it's an impossible situation to put you in. Whatever happens, we'll just fucking deal with it. Uh, but the next day, Izzy bumps into Shane again. And she she was looking at his cars. He's he's choosing between two cars because because he's got all that crypto money. And he's like, which one do you want? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I like the color of that one. He's like, well, why don't we go for a spin? So they go for a spin, and they go look around just the general errands for neighbor. And he's like, oh, do you know what? And now I've got now I'm buying Lasseter's. I'm going to buy everywhere else as well in Erinsborough. He's got a full monopoly man here. He's he has... like, I'll have Park Lane, the fucking train station, and I'll put an hotel on that. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not pass two hundred pounds. You cunts. <laughs> he absolutely has, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll put a." And then he's suggesting all this stuff. She's like, "Yeah, we'll do hot yoga over in this place, and we'll we'll have a coffee bar here." And Shane's like, "Is this any any of this stuff good?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is all stuff people do now." She wants an escape room, which oh, I thought yeah. was a really fucking random thing. So the like the dancing around, just give me a shag, and then we'll I'll give you some money, kind of thing. And then he's like, "I'm going to buy up neighbors," and she and she says, "Yeah, you should get an escape room." Just out of nowhere, it was really weird that that she thought that would be a good thing to go next to, like the hotel and the pub and things like that. Mm. I've never been to an escape room. I have. I was fucking terrible at it. Who did you go to the escape room with? I imagine I imagine with an escape room, you want to go with people who you don't mind being stuck in a room with. Yeah, I went with my darling wife. 
Which one? Hey. Hey. Did you grow up with a lack of parental supervision? Do you know all the lyrics to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Remember Merrimick Cheese and the Fry Guys? Have an inexplicable love for the California Raisins? Can you remember Madonna's original face? Then you might be a part of the Doom Generation. Laugh until you cry with us each week as we stumble blindly through the memories of the movies and other random things that doomed us to be the salty, sarcastic, sardonic ladies you want to hang with. You know us. You love us. You can't f***ing live without us. Doom Generation. Available everywhere you find podcasts. So after checking out the area and talking about how they want to gentrify it, uh, they get back to where they were originally and they stare longingly at each other. And despite him looking like a deflated football, they go straight in for the kiss and they have a good open stop. However, this good old kiss up was witnessed by someone uh, fittingly called Kyle. Kyle Canning, who was a fairly major character, is back. There's loads of fucking people that show up in this. Yeah. I had no fucking idea who they are, but I realised that they must have been an important part of the show at some point. But, again, we'll get to that throughout the rewatch in the next 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) That we do this for. Um, So, Kyle goes to Ramsey Street and bump into Carl and Susan. And Levi, I think he's his cousin, is like, have you got something to say to Carl and Susan? And he's like, yeah, kind of sorry. Is he getting off with Shane Ramsey? And Susan's like, for fuck's sake, like, of course this was going to happen. And she wants she wants that crypto dick. Of course she's going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Could crypto dick be the name of this episode? I imagine you wrote that down days ago and you've been waiting not, to say it not, for a while. I have not wrote crypto dick down anywhere. It just came out <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> uh, so they go to they go and tell Mal, and they go they go they go look Mal, getting off she's been getting off with Shane. He's like yeah I already know we broke up, and Izzy's there just fucking crying and a mess. She's like I've told Mal, I had to tell him because I couldn't do this to him. All I've ever wanted. Right, go on. Do you understand what her fucking reason is here? Because it no, makes no fucking all. sense to me. No, not at all. I was hoping you'd understand. No, it. no, it makes no sense. All I've ever wanted is the acceptance of the Kennedy family. That's all she says. So that's why I, A, had an affair with your husband, Susan, had a child by him, and then started shagging your son, 18 years <laughs> uh, Because I thought that was the way to acceptance. And, yeah, she just has a fucking meltdown and says, yeah, I want acceptance. That's why I've done everything I've done. I need to have a good think about what I'm going to do with my life now. She needs a good old think up, don't she? She does. She needs a good old think up, and she probably probably does have a good old think up for a good afternoon, and then goes, "Do you know what? I'm just going to shag Shane." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. He's got fucking loads of money. I'll just shag him for a bit. There's only a couple of episodes left. Yeah. Might as well shag him anyway. Might he's got well. all that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think her character hasn't just been immediately dropped at that point? I know she's she's one of the ones Cause... that came back, but. Because they're trying to give everyone happy endings. Like, they were really at fucking pains to give everyone a happy ending. Just like last week we were Stop talking... saying happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long it'd take. No, but at pains we were la- we were saying, are they going to get a shit ending, happy ending? All happy endings. Happy endings for everyone. Uh, and yeah, they were really at pains, even though it made no sense. That was we'll the talk... thing with the Izzy one. Izzy could have... St- 
It's like I'll say it a couple of times during this podcast, so I apologize if I repeat myself. But it will, it, I still got the sense that they didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing with half these characters. It, yeah. Up until that, up until the, the finale episode, which we'll obviously get to, it was all it was, it felt like they didn't have a clue what they were doing. Um, one, one of them, which will come up, is the Amy thing. They blatantly didn't have a clue what they were doing with that. And I think with this yeah. Izzy one as well, like they brought her back brilliant. I popped when she came back. She still looks fucking brilliant. She is a controversial character. So she, she you know, drama follows her. But then, yeah, I think they thought, right, we, we do want to give everyone happy endings. Brilliant. Um, and then they must have gone, how are we going to get Izzy out of this shit that she's, she's obviously doing? Can we just make her be with Mal? No, we won't do that. We'll make a Shag Shane. Well, that's not going to... There was no way out of that. They, they put them, booked themselves into a corner. I, I, there was no really way out of it. And then it, it just kind of... It just fell really flat, I thought, what they actually did. Yeah. Yeah, it was really strange. It was really, really strange. And doesn't particularly paint Izzy in a good light either because it's clear she's just after money. So... Yeah. You just think that yeah. she's... Yeah. She's just going to carry on making these mistakes and doing these things. Got a question on the subject of, sorry, happy endings. I said it. Um, if you reckon everybody, we'll get to this, we'll go through the details, but question, answer this now or don't. If you think everyone got a happy ending, Mal's just been cheated on and broken up with the girlfriend who he's brought back to meet his parents. Yeah. What the fuck is his happy ending? <laughs> True. His happy ending is... He didn't get stuck with someone who isn't right for him, maybe. His happy ending was got to sit next to his dad, have no lines in the finale, and his brother and his sister get to phone it in. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't... They brought... People like the Mal and Izzy thing, they brought them back too late to yeah, get something out of it. Afterwards, like they'd have, yeah. like they did the little storyline, and it was it did kind of motor on a little bit quick there with with uh, getting off with Shane. But then there was only a couple of episodes left. Like you haven't now got time for him to, I don't know, find his way again. There was like yeah. that was the problem. Yeah. They, they they gave it, but I I don't understand why though. And this will this will come back. Like, did you see the post by? I think it's the. He might do other things as well, but I think he writes Doctor Who. Is it Russell? Russell T. Davis. Yeah. Russell T. T. Davis. He, he posted something on Twitter that was basically on the, on the neighbour's Twitter feed saying, brilliant writing in the finale, absolutely fantastic, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, no, it wasn't. It, it, it just it wasn't at all. You might have enjoyed the last episode, and we all said you know parts of it we loved in that. But the actual writing for like they knew the last six weeks were coming, maybe mm. even a couple of weeks more than that, maybe ten weeks. I don't know how they yeah. did it. And I just think if you've got that time and you've got skilled writers and you know it's coming, there it, there was many storylines that could have been done a million times better than they were. I, I, I felt like the finale was a mashup of um, kind of scenes where you allow people to almost break character, and it's just like, oh, isn't this nice? We're back together. To see him. Yeah. Then, then you've got actual storylines with that are like they're told to act, and they're in character, and there's there's a throughway, and then there's just 
we're going to have this scene, then this scene, then this scene, then like, the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah, well, we'll yeah, get you lead the well, way because it yeah. would. Yeah, but we'll... I think the easy one was one of those ones where it's like, right, we've got these two people, but this is controversial. We've put them together, right? What should we do? Because we've only got six weeks left. I don't know. She's she's is she is she shagging around? I don't know. Yeah, okay, let's make her shag around. Oh shit, we did, that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, we've run out of time. Sorry, bye. On to they the... had three more episodes written for her, and then went, oh, whoops. Oh shit, yeah. There's no screen time for you anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll move on to Jane, I reckon, next. Or plain Jane Super Brain. Uh, so Byron's fucked off to Cape Town. He's gone. He's she again, she's giving an ultimatum. It's you know, it's uh it's uh, the stay with your mum or shag loads of hot mills. He's got hot mills straight away. <laughs> straight away. It was literally the same ultimatum by somebody's mum. No, like <laughs> she even says you can be a you, I think she even said the line, you can be a sex worker or a lawyer. And he went, sex worker. Sex worker. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Why he was getting no funny. It was, yeah, straight away. It was so good. And then, like, for moving away, he wasn't moving to Sydney or up the road. It was hmm. like, well, I'm going to South Africa. See you later. I've not, I've not shagged a South African yet. So There's no reason. <laughs> What's far away from South Africa? <laughs> Yeah, but before he goes, though, he passes on Clive's watch back to him because Blonde Milford stole it off Clive to make him come back round for a shag. Uh, so he passes it back and goes, yeah, this is what she was planning to do. And Jane sees this and is like, for fuck, like, I'm fucking done with you, Clive. You're a dick. Uh, so Clive, who I've only just realised in his very last episode, was actually an original cast member. There at the very start. Yeah, no fucking clue about this nope. at all. Uh, and... <laughs> He used to, his first ever business was a Gorilla Gram business. Uh, there's, there's Easy a reason, to say. Yeah. There's a reason that didn't succeed, I imagine. Uh, I thought this as well, side question. Are they still a thing? Are like these grams still a thing? Because I think they were a thing for a while, maybe in TV more than real life. But like you'd fold, like you'd you'd get someone to come in and do happy birthday, stripper gram or gorilla gram or do you a, a poem or something? Do people still do that? Because I imagine people I had those so. as businesses. I mean, when's the last time you saw a gorilla gram? Night is easy. Easy the night is. They died out. And then I think maybe flash mobs came back in like the the mid 2000s and were kind of that same vibe, but they went away pretty quickly. But yeah. Uh, you don't need to do that anymore. You just send a text message. It's called Instagram. Just, just send a dick pic now. That's all you need to do. That's, that really <laughs> fucked the gorilla grand business up, didn't it? You're like, what? Well, I could just send a picture of my penis straight away. And I could see that. And I know, I know 100% they've already seen it. Brilliant. Don't need any romance anymore. Fantastic. Fuck gorilla grams. So he does a gorilla gram. He plays some music. He, uh, the suit doesn't quite fit him anymore because he's a bit of a fat bastard now. This was a good callback, though. It was a good little callback. Uh, for a character I didn't realise was an original cast. Yeah, it was a callback you didn't get with a yeah, callback. Yeah. <laughs> Not until afterwards. But midway through the gorilla gram, he gets interrupted by a mysterious man on a bike. He just starts revving his fucking engine for no reason. Uh, drives on the street, revs his engine a bit and drives off again. And the mysterious man is, of course, Mike Young. Guy Pierce. Fucking Guy Pierce. That is a big fucking thing. 
this was this was one of my favorite parts of it because Guy Pierce was fucking brilliant throughout this. Uh, which we, we've said time and time again, when you get some really fucking good actors on this show, it fucking shows a mile off. Changes things, doesn't it? It really fucking does. And this really, this really changed things. Uh, and he's here to see his daughter, Sammy. Didn't which, know that was his daughter. No, no. nobody else, even despite her being called Sammy Young, everyone went, oh, I didn't make the connection. Yeah, that was nice because that felt like they were the same as us then. All the other characters, they were like, whoa, what? Because she's been here a while. Like, I don't know if if I knew someone, if I had, like, I'm not going to say your, your second name, Adam, but say I knew another Jones, for example, a generic name. And I go, yeah. oh, Jones, I know a, I've, I'm friends with, you're not related to that Jones, are you? I'm pretty sure I'd say that at some point over the, the five years I've worked with this person. I'm sure at some point it'd come up in conversation. Especially when it's the same fucking street. Yeah, exactly. And you go, oh, wait a minute. You know, you're not related to, you know, are you? Like cousins or something? No. No, didn't think once to fucking make that connection. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's Sammy's daughter. And he's here to check on Sammy because Paul's selling the business. So Paul, and she's like, yeah, my dad's here. He's not happy about the business being sold. He's like, oh, I've not got time to deal with your dad. But he, he fucking comes in anyway. He goes, you'll fucking deal with me now, cunt. Because I'm Mike Young. <laughs> and everyone's pleased to see him, aren't they? Yeah, everyone is very pleased to see him. And so he's he's walking around and he bumps into Jane. And Jane, of course, is fucking sick of Clive. She's thinking, oh, fuck, I just wanted to meet a nice guy. I thought Clive was a nice, boring guy. But here's Mike Young, my original first love. The one that got away. And they literally take a trip down memory lane. Very quite literally. Uh, because she has the keys. She gets the keys off page to all the houses that are for sale. And goes, should we start looking around the houses? Even even the Carl and Susan's house, we're which not for wasn't sale. for fucking sale. <laughs> like, she got, like, she gets the keys and she goes, oh, yeah, I can just have a look around these houses. I was like, okay, okay, fair enough. And then they just go in Carl and Susan and they go, oh, they mustn't be here. We didn't even knock. We just used, we just broke in. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, Mike just spends all the time going, "Oh, don't remember this being here. This looks a bit different. This house." Yeah. Oh, you remember this memory from this house? And then you do a little flashback. The, the, it's like a few jokes about the fact that the sets aren't the same. Yeah, there's a couple of in jokes there. Like there's one where he says, "Like, oh, there didn't there used to be a wall here." And, <laughs> and Jane says, "Yeah, but they realised they could knock it down and it and the roof won't fall in or something." Like there's, there was. No oh yeah, it used to be that like metal beam, a pillar or something. Yeah. yeah. I thought oh, it was quite yeah. good. I didn't mind that. Yeah. So they, yeah, they literally have a trip down memory lane, which stirs up all sorts of feelings for Jane. She's very confused, but Mike isn't. Mike and Mike confesses his love for Jane and says, "You were the one who got away. Let's have a shag." And there we go. Happy ending number two. Because uh, Right. Okay. So what were your thoughts on this storyline then? What 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 were your overlying thoughts on this? Again, they're just really fucking desperate to to excuse excuse the phrase to give Jane a happy ending. So the client then, being drunk stuff was weird. When he starts swinging a lamp round, that was yeah, that was very yeah. makes him look like a cunt. But this was the thing again. So uh, I, I'm going to repeat myself. This this looked like they didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing. It looked like they were going to get Jane and Clive back together, 
because why wouldn't they really? Like it was going mm-hmm. that way. Then they, they put in the calls like we do to try and get people on our show. Let's put it out there. Let's see if any, you know, they threw it out to Guy Pierce, and Guy Pierce went, yeah, I'm not doing anything. And they went, fuck. <laughs> get him in because he's fucking Guy Pierce. Cl- Clive, should we just fuck him off after he does the gorilla? Yeah. Like, they didn't have a clue. Fair play to Guy Pierce because he came back and he was the star of the fucking episode. Mm, yeah. Like, the, I didn't like the fact that it was that, that storyline took over the whole thing. I thought it, it yeah. took over everything. Fair play, you get too Guy, much. If we got Guy Pierce on here, Tim's not fucking speaking that week, let's be honest. <laughs> but I, I didn't like it, just took over. And, and the storylines for the last couple of weeks we've been watching it, Jane's not been in it that much. No. She's just been a, a little bit sulky that her boyfriend's a, a boyfriend, her son's a gigolo. That, there wasn't anything to it, really. She wasn't particularly likeable, I don't think, in the last few episodes. We haven't spent a load of time talking about her. All of a sudden, she gets Guy Pearce in. It's the main fucking storyline in the finale. Fuck you, Clive. I just, like Again, it just it it's, came across like they just got Guy Pearce in it. It's a bit... It's a bit like WrestleMania when they fuck all the, the wrestlers off who've been working hard all year and just go, oh, should we get uh, Logan Paul in? Yeah, brilliant. Brock Lesnar? Yeah, let's get him in. Yeah, uh, but what, what they also did that's exactly like wrestling is they put all the big hitters on the show, but they also had fucking Michael Cole and some random celebrity filling in and just doing shit in between. Yeah. And they'll, they'll have like a fucking 50-man battle royal just because... You've got too many people. To, with Sorry just doing to nothing. all the people that don't don't watch wrestling and don't have a fucking clue what we're talking about. <laughs> ah, well, it's our podcast. It's what we do. <laughs> no, this this was what I was saying about the the structure of the episode being like just these three disjointed things. There was only actually one storyline, and it felt weird that it was them. They, it's almost like they tried to make it be Susan, which it kind of was because it bookended. But we didn't see enough of Susan. She wasn't doing anything the whole episode. Guy Pierce doing everything throughout the episode. And actually, in the first half of the episode, it serves a massive purpose because those flashbacks really built the the atmosphere, yeah. and it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it got like, it was quite emotional right from the beginning because of that. They fucked that idea off after halfway. They stopped doing the flashbacks. Yeah. Um. But they kept going with that storyline over and over again. They did. It was over and over again. And they kept, and it wasn't really going anywhere. They like, they bumped in, like, they keep going to different places. But it was like, yeah. they, they'd filmed the same conversation in about four different places. Oh, I still quite like you. Oh, yeah, I still quite like you. But we're old now. It was, it was the same thing, but about four times. Yeah. And when you've only got, like, it's an hour, it got to this, it got to about. Minus the adverts. Well, yeah, with the adverts as well. I got to, there was about 20 minutes left and I think an advert break came on and I was like, how are they going to fit this in in 20 minutes? Yes, yeah, I thought the same. I have, I have got a point to make. So they, they made a big thing about being an hour and a half finale. So when I awesome. pressed play on catch up, it was 45 minutes long. It told you how long it, because I pressed play and then paused it because I went to go make a cup of tea or whatever. And it tells you how long's left, 45 minutes left. So they've literally filled it. They've filled it with forty-five minutes of adverts in between. So it was well, not an hour and a half an hour. No, and it would, how good would it have been? And like some of these storylines that were saying, "Oh, it felt like they were rushed, or there was a bit missing, or whatever." 
if they'd just done a, a, almost like a film, a movie, yeah. for the last yeah. an hour and a half, two hours, whatever, and just actually did that and literally did everything. I will get to the wedding, obviously. Mm. I was so surprised that the wedding wasn't. And we've 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 done wedding specials on here before, and the wedding have been weddings have been quite small. But I thought this one was all going to be around the wedding, getting ready, the day, things going on, people turning up, and all that. I thought that was going to take the main part of the the episode, but it wasn't. Wow. It was it was Jane, who I don't really give a fuck about, and Guy Pearce. Brilliant to see him, and fair play to the lad for you know being a full on, not just a, a cameo. He did a full fucking storyline yeah. yeah, fair play to him for that yeah. but I don't think it really fit in with what we, what we were expecting at all now, there was no build up whatsoever to the wedding to the point where I was I was literally like like taken aback like, oh, okay we're doing a wedding now are we and then it was almost like they did exactly the same thing like we're not going to have a slow walk down the aisle <laughs> not gonna have one one at the front and then the bride does the, no both of you action go run literally yeah, run, yeah. run the hey, there's, there's, only, there's only 15 minutes left <laughs> should we talk about the wedding then at this point um yeah, why not? yeah it was uh so melly's very anxious about just the, the entire past of Ramsey street she realized that she's got maybe not a favorable past toady's got a big past with his ex-dead wife uh and she's She's pretty anxious about this. And uh, Yashvi comes back, who's one of cousins, nieces, something like that. Uh, and Toadie overhears a conversation on the phone. So we need to get her on, by the way. Yashvi. Yeah. She's okay. super cute. She needs to come on. Okay. Oh, don't worry. I'll send the email later. That you... Don't send that one. You <laughs> have right, We'll talk about that first. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he overhears a phone conversation between Yashvi and Mel. Uh, and she's like, yeah. I, there's just fucking ghosts everywhere. I don't want to do this. So Tony's like, right, fuck it. Let's just get off then. Let's just move out. Let's just fucking go. Uh, let's just sell up. Even though I've lived in this house for 25 years and this is where the kids are and where the kids go to school, let's just fuck it off and go. Let's. I, I've already, it's already sold. Sold. Don't worry. So I, I sent, I was watching them. I'm off work, obviously. So I I was watching them a bit before you guys. So I, I said, this was Tuesday and I, I texted the group and said, great ending to Tuesday's episode. And this, and it was, because I, mm. I laughed out loud <laughs> um, because it's literally the end of the episode. Kyle and Susan come out of their house and they look at like just around the Ramsey street. Mel and Tony have put the for, for sale sign up. They're fucking off. Um, the Rodwells, our friend of the show, Candice, I, I didn't understand it. But they put their house up for sale. It made no sense. Yeah, they've got actually <laughs> the fucking this house. Don't know why we bought it. Yeah, they basically said, "We yeah, last one's in, first one's out," and and just <laughs> fucked and just fucked it. We'll get to it about um, you know people moving to New York, but house up yeah. for sale for that reason as well. Yeah, Chloe was already yeah. selling Chloe anyway. was selling her house. Like I think there's six houses on the street, and four or five of them were up for sale, and it was it was just like that's the other thing, neighbors. We'll, yeah, we'll Gallus is going walk out, just going what like what the fuck is going on? Are we the only people left on this street? Yeah, and yeah, that was quite fun. I didn't. I know. thought it was funny, but then I don't know if this was a swerve or again 
they gen- genuinely didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And they were like, well, what if everybody moves and goes off and does their own thing and they all sell their houses and then a load of new neighbours come in at the end? I think maybe they were thinking that from what I could tell. Because yeah. then, spoiler alert, no fuckers go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they'd, they'd had this idea for a storyline and then gone, nah. <laughs> it made no sense. It made It did make zero sense. At all. Uh, it also made no sense that Joel shows up next as well to surprise Dodie. Joel shows up and basically says, they've only booked me for an hour. Um, <laughs> can, you, can I bash all the scenes out in an hour? Because it, it, like the, the wedding was in the wedding was in two hours and he said, nah, I can't make it. I can't make it, I've got to go. He's like, <laughs> meet, he's, meet running. HBO now, right? <laughs> yeah. Be big for this. I'm like, wait, Pierce has come by. He's like, I'm too fucking big for this now. I can't be seen hanging around here. So say what you've got to say and I'll get off. I don't know. He just came in and said, all right. Oh, remember? Remember? The old times? Yeah, me too. Right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and he even said, like, I think Toby says, like, oh, you're here for the for the, we- the wedding. No, no, can't stay for the wedding. Not butts, not butts in the wedding. It, it, it literally. There were so many really just fucking casual attitudes towards that wedding. Not yeah. only behind the scenes, but in it as well. Just the, <laughs> the the random people leaving at different moments. Jane just went, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to go. <laughs> go ahead, yeah. <laughs> There's nobody there. It's like I organised this wedding, let's face it. <laughs> Come if you want, whatever, don't care. It, it very much was hashtag not a traditional wedding, though. It was. Yeah. yeah. There uh, were elements of it I did like. Yeah, there was Yeah, there was some cute little bits, actually. Uh, so yeah, I, like, I liked the, like, come and surround us thing. Yeah. Oh, that was quite yeah, nice, was yeah. Cute. You're going to nick was. that, Tim? Got too many people going, probably, so can't. And it's just in a church. We can't well, get round. Well, people might have a really casual attitude to your wedding. So I'll <laughs> well, be honest, Tim, half of them might not turn up and half of them might leave halfway through. So <laughs> <laughs> I might I might show up for to the first bit and go, I'm a book for the rest. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going to provide snacks so everyone stays. <laughs> you want a speech out of me now? Nah, it's going to cost you double. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so what, Amy also returns as well. Who's been to France, by the way? No, she hasn't. She's been to France? No, she hasn't. Where's she been then? Where did she say she'd been? France. She doesn't say France. Where's she been then? <laughs> She's gone to Cairns. Oh, I thought they said Cairns in France. I know you did! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's why I wanted you to say. Can, not can, Cairns. Been to Cairns, ah, okay. Sorry, it must be the accent. See, I thought she'd fucked off to France for a bit. It was still fucking miles away because Cairns is right at the fucking top. Yeah, it is. It's, it's still fucking days to it's, get there. Yeah, it's still in Australia though. Yeah, but Australia's fucking massive though. But yeah, it's still a fucking trek to get there and back. But yeah, Amy's back. She's like, and she literally goes, "Yeah, I'm back." And they're like, "Okay, why the fuck are you back? Do you want to like? Have you?" She's like, "Yeah, I don't love you, Tony." I've, I've, yeah. I've, and they're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, she's like, oh, "I got confused. I don't love you." Yeah, I got. Pissed. It was almost as if. <laughs> they'd written a storyline with the idea that she did love Tony because that was a big thing for about a month. Yeah. And she literally gets back and goes, nah, don't know what you're talking about. Nah, I don't love you. 
they didn't know who was going to be marrying Tony in the last episode. No, I don't think they no. did. They no, didn't know how that was going to go until the last fucking week, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, yeah, I got pissed with Joel and realised that I actually don't love you, you're just a friend. Uh, so no harm, no foul. And like, yeah, okay, whatever. Fine. Oh, so we'll neighbours. Yeah, we'll completely forgive that. Not a problem at all. Um, so yeah, the wedding, like I said, is not a traditional wedding at all. They leg it down the aisle. Because, yeah, they're, they're like, fuck, the adverts are coming on in a minute. We need to fucking get on with it. <laughs> so they leg it down the aisle. And then Susan's the celebrant doing the whole thing. And then Mel's like, no one can fucking hear at the back. Fucking all got up here. And they get around in a nice little circle. Why wasn't? Why didn't Susan have Viking paint on her face? I'd pay extra for that, I think. See, that's an in-joke, but I'm all right making it because it encourages people to go back and listen to the wedding special. Carry on. We have got plenty of wedding specials to listen to. Um, so we set Lester's Lake, obviously, because that's where all weddings happen in Australia. Um, and everyone gets around the circle. And then after they've done their vows, which this was a really cute idea, they asked everyone who could be bothered to show up. Uh, write, <laughs> all six of them. <laughs> to write one word about love. On a piece Candace of love. got one. Candace yeah. got one. What was Candace's word? I can't. I'm going to fucking remember this afterwards. I can't remember it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember any of them apart from Mackenzie's going. Uh, she's 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 put something like, "Oh yeah, dead or something." <laughs> she had. She did him right. <laughs> no, she, did. <laughs> no, she put memories. She put memories. I think, I that, think she wrote "Easy Come, part. Easy Go." <laughs> <laughs> I think she put memories because she's like, "That's all I've got fucking left." I feel like someone put patience. Yeah, that was put, one of them. I think that was Kyle and Roxy, I think. And then, um, I, kn- I know we'll get to it, but Therese wrote acceptance on hers. I remembered that one because yeah. she was one of the ones who fucked off and didn't want to read hers out. Yeah, because she was all upset. Uh, yeah, because... some of the others were. Yeah, me neither. But it was a cute little idea that, yeah, Tim, you should definitely steal for your wedding. Uh... Fucking 100 people going to be there. Tim, don't. No one wants <laughs> be to there all day. do homework while they're at a fucking wedding. <laughs> Well, let, let's talk about Therese, actually. That'd be a nice little segue into Therese, because uh, she's still she's upset because she misses Paul. She's still she's in love. She's fucking with... weird looking her. Sorry. Stressed me out. Why did she have such massive shoulder pads on? Because she wears, like, power suits, doesn't she? Because she's quite... Yeah, I think they're really trying hard to go. Oh, what? She wears... She's a... Like, they keep on telling... You're too close to the microphone now. Sorry. They keep on telling us that she's a... a no, your microphone's just gone. It's gone. It's gone shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was. It, was right. it went proper crackly then. Okay, no worries. Uh, so yeah, they're like they're, they're at real pains to say Therese is a brilliant businesswoman. So they just dress her up in the most business power suit you've ever seen with massive shoulder pads. Uh, they might as well. We're going to make another reference. Wrestling reference here. Might as well just make her do the fucking Vince walk as well while we're at it. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That they, I feel bad for her. She didn't need to look as stupid as she did. But yeah, she still loves Paul. Uh, she goes home after a long day of businesswoman in, and hallucinates that he's on the couch. And then she's like, "Oh, oh shit! No, he isn't on the couch. I don't live with him. I live with that Glenn guy." Uh, and then she finds Jim Robinson's uh, old portfolio book or whatever the fuck it is. They started calling it a compendium, I think. Compendium, yeah. Just what Jim Robinson used to carry around with him, I imagine. Uh, 
and she finds some letters that Paul had written to her. Don't know when he's written these. No. Don't know if I don't know if they were old ones that he's written and never sent. I'm not quite sure what they were going for with this, or it's one he was about to send. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't particularly clear. I assumed it, it was maybe he'd written them a while ago and never sent them, sort of thing. Um, and they kind of got lost or put to one side and he just never sent them. That's what I got from it. Yeah, but she gets really upset about that. And Glenn comes in and sees her crying. Uh, looks very worried about that because Glenn always looks worried about something. Question, side question. Yeah. Who's who's shitter, Glenn or Clive? They're both fucking awful. They're no, because at least no, because at least Glenn's at least Glenn's memorable. Because again, is he Glenn, though? He is because he always looks worried. He is the most anxious man I've ever seen in my life. He always looks like something's bad's about to happen at any fucking moment. Speaking of worried, though, I was worried right at the beginning of the episode, where I because there were like in quick succession of two scenes with Clive. Looking like he's never drunk any liquid in his life whilst whilst nursing that whiskey in the fucking weirdest I I guess he was meant to look drunk, but he just looked like I don't know what I'm doing because I'm a fucking alien. <laughs> and then and then swinging the lamp and that yeah, he was he was worse. He was shit. Yeah. Um so Glenn decides, right, fuck it, I'm just gonna chop this book away. She needs Paul out of her life. We need to move away to Riverbend. Uh but he gets caught. And Therese absolutely fucking loses her shit over this. Like, the reaction to this was unbelievable. Like, even Paul was like, fucking hell, she is fucking mad. Because she absolutely screams. And no wonder Glenn looks so worried all the time, if that's the kind of reaction you're going to get for potentially throwing in your old lover's stuff in the bin. Um, She proper overreacted, I thought. Yeah. Glenn realises that... Therese loves Paul and there's no point fighting it. So he just gives up. He goes, yeah, you love Paul. I'm just going to get off. Uh, I'm not going to do that business thing with you. Uh, yeah, I'm that Riverbend thing died on its ass, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that died on its ass. He's like, I'm just going to go work back at the vineyard where I do. Uh, so, yeah, see you later. Thanks uh, thanks, thanks for the shags. Uh, he, he should have at least thought with one last shag, to be fair. He, it was worth the ask at that point because nothing had happened but Nothing had happened at this point between Paul and Therese, I don't oh. think. So, yeah, you know, one more for all time's sake. You should have at least. It was a rookie move there from Glenn. Uh, Not like the seasoned professional uh, who hosts this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we started with the show again. Shane, Shane Ramsey knew what he was doing. He did. He exactly knew, knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, but Therese and Paul do kiss that, that evening. And then Therese runs off. At the wedding, Therese is too, too still upset about still upset about everything. She can't say her one word for love, and she just runs off again. But Paul runs after her, and they just go, "Yeah, should we just get back together?" Brilliant. Well, she accepts her word was acceptance, yeah, and she yes. accepts Paul Robinson for being a cunt. Yeah, she basically like, says, "You've been yeah. a cunt. You tried to buy those babies. You killed all those people. You did that plane crash. You bombed uh, the bob." <laughs> Um, well, I, can't, I still quite like you, so it couldn't have been forgiveness. It was literally, you've got a whole pass, be a cunt. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. Was it was literally, you'll do. I've tried Glenn, yeah. he's a bit fucking boring, he looks fucking worried all the time. You'll do, you're the best I'm gonna do, so let's go. And then Paul's like, brilliant. Uh, so I'm not gonna sell Lasters, uh, because it's gonna call that off. Yeah, I don't worry, I've called Shane, he's all right with it. He's not. Yeah. 
he's, he's not. There's no him. conversation. He just goes, spoke to Shane. Yeah, he's not asked. He's shagging, is he? Yeah, he's not asked. Like, Elon Musk is suing Twitter because they broke off negotiations. You can't break off negotiations that fucking easy when you've signed well, it's the other way around, isn't it? I don't know. Whatever Twitter one is, is suing him, I think. Yeah. Whichever one it is, you can't just break off negotiations that big when a contract's been signed. You can't just go, ah, actually, do you know what? I'm going to stay here and shag, shag Therese. Mm. Uh, and then the kids go, ah, well, do you know what? I don't want to go to New York anyway. Because they convinced Leo... The one who was going to stay, he's got, well, I can't really go. I've got a vineyard. You know, I need to be here. They convinced him he's actually, yeah, just like, I'll, I'll move as well, actually. If you, I don't want to be left behind. I'll move. Yeah. And, and yeah, they just go, yeah. All right, so he was going to stay. And like, oh, David, what about you? You can't practice being a doctor. And he's like, oh, fuck it. I don't matter. I'll just yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nicolette was ready to, like, her, Nicolette and Kiri, um, and they were like, oh, well, follow your dreams, go off and do your thing. We'll give each other the space and the opportunity. And if we meet up in the future, whatever will be, will be. And they both, and Nicolette comes around and goes, not moving to New York, fancy getting it on again. Kerry goes, well, she's fucked up the river bend, so I'm staying as well. Do I just get it on? Yeah, let's just fucking yeah, get it on. Him. Yeah, and they got <laughs> the longest and one of works anyway. So, yes, he's better for everyone. Got it out. And then Leo's like, actually, yeah, I'm just going to stay as well. It, I don't have to upheave up, up, up my entire life. So everyone's like, yay, we're all staying. Brilliant. All happy. Fantastic. Happy endings all around. Uh, so before we get to the very final kind of scene, the street party scene, I do want to briefly talk about the history book. We talked about the flashbacks before, and we get quite a lot of flashbacks with this history book. So Levi and Freya's thing, to keep them relevant and on the show, is that they're going around and interviewing people for the history book, either getting them to write shit in the book or doing voice recordings, which they're going to translate into the book. I don't know. I don't know what the plan was here. They're going to just leave like an MP3. They're going to leave an iPod in the book. I mean, I don't think you mean translate, but carry on. I'd say they might do a QR code, but then I realised no fucker does QR codes. (laughs) You probably didn't bother. If they translate it, it won't be in English anymore, so nobody will understand it. Good point. That's a very good point. So we get Harold reminiscing about Madge. So we get a Madge Taj or a Mon Madge. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Shane reminisces about stripper Daphne, uh, which is nice because he's thinking about Shaggy Izzy at this point. Uh, Jane remembers (laughs) Mrs. Mangle, basically what a bitch she was. Uh, Joel talks about that time he got his dick out for the full Monty, uh, which was nice. Chloe writes in the book about how she's always been a lesbian and she's got Huntington's disease, which I didn't know she had. Didn't know know that. (laughs) Uh, uh, Speaking of, no, 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 we'll talk about Chloe in a bit. Uh, Chris, who I've never seen on the show, talks about his experiences of coming out and trying to hit on a dude in school. Uh, but he's quite happily out now. I think that I think think that was possibly the first homosexual storyline in kind of daytime soap. So I think that's why they brought him back because it was quite a landmark thing, especially now they've got you know, a lot more homosexual characters in the show. Uh, and then Izzy takes the book as well and just has a good old cry over the shit Carl's wrote in there, which gives her epiphany of I've just wanted the acceptance of the Kennedys, so I'm going to go fuck Shane. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we get to the street party. So after the wedding, well, actually, no. So while the wedding's going on. After the wedding. There we go. Fucking hell. Forgetting crucial bits. Yeah, forgetting possibly the most crucial bit of all. There is the after party, but before the after party, there's no hotel lobby. 
but there is <laughs> back to the Kennedys. Back to the Kennedys. Well, before everyone gets back to the Kennedys, Scott and Charlene show up. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those cunts. Yeah. They show up to the street and they're like, oh, this is going to be fucking brilliant. No one's going to be expecting us. And no cunt is there. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> nobody in the entire street. It's full on ghost town. Yeah, it's a complete fucking ghost town. Uh, so they have a, well, and they try breaking in. Scott's like, oh, I Ky- Kylie cannot act. <laughs> she didn't have hardly any lines, did she? Yeah. She just, no. she, she didn't do anything apart from run around and then did that little thing that she did at the window because she saw well, the window was I open. I think that was a so, thing. That was a hard was a throwback. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And she just kind of stares at it and goes, remember this? Uh, yeah, they really say, they say fuck all, to be honest. They really yeah. say very little. And then they bump into uh, Mike and Jane who are just like, yeah, we're, we're together now. Oh, how long have you been together? About three minutes. Uh, so everyone comes back from the wedding and it's like, right, after party at Carl and Susan's because we've got some video messages for everyone. And they're like, oh, what video messages? From who? All the cunts who couldn't be asked showing up. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we get a nice little, we get so many people on there. We get Michael Robbie. Uh, we get we get the other Kennedys. We get Lance, which was really nice. It was. I think... I think Libby and Billy. Billy, I didn't spot at all until it was first. Go first around. time, didn't recognise him. It was like towards the end of his second bit. I'm like, hang on a minute. Yeah, that's Billy. Didn't have a clue that was him. I think they should have tried a bit harder. I mean, you know, people's schedules and stuff like that. The people on the tape, Libby and Billy, should have made it to. Yeah. To this the, is the thing street. that amazes me. The the actress who Kim Valentine who plays Libby was on the set of the final day of Neighbours. Just fucking film her. She's fucking... She would have been behind the camera and then they're, they're playing a video message. That's fucking weird. You I bet think... you, though, they'd already filmed it and, like, she'd sent in, oh, I'm probably not going to make it. Then she might have got free, came down, and they were like, well, we've got all this shit to film with Guy Pearce, so... <laughs> Do you think they yeah. just paid for all these actors' cameos to get them on the show? Is that what they did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think yeah. that's what happened? That's a great show. It doesn't need to cost much more. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we got Lance, who makes a joke about Amy, even though last time we saw Lance, he was very happily in love with that that weird little sci-fi girl. That was 20 years ago. But he's like, oh, still want to shag Amy if I would. Right, well, here's the thing. We might. I don't know if you're going to get to this or what, but Amy, do you think then, because we are left... The, most things are pretty much said and done, sorted out. The thing with Amy, I thought, was a... a an extra little bit that they threw in because they fucked it up. And it was basically, she's might be pregnant now, but we don't know who the dad is, whether it's a sperm donor, because she was chatting shit about that. Whether it, she got pissed with Joel in France. Joel, <laughs> um, and did something with Joel. But then Lance says on that video, maybe me and Amy Greenwood might end up together as she somehow shagged Lance in the past two episodes as well on the slide. We will never know because they don't fucking do anything about it. They don't pay it off at all. And well, you, no, and that's the end. It's this is. I'm going to come on to this frustration because, it, like I said, that they're, they're so at pains to give some people happy endings, but leave other characters, abs- characters absolutely fucking stranded in nowhere, in no man's land. Uh, I also want to quickly before we move on to the videos, Tad, fucking mustache, uh, pedo or no pedo. No pedo. No pedo. No. He's not a superstar pedo DJ. Superstar DJ Tash. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, street party. Everyone's out. Carl's like, 
Susan, you come in. She's like, no, actually, I'm going to write in the book. So she starts writing the book and then talking out loud over the TV. Fucking love that. This is this is where it all like it sounds like I've been a little bit negative, which is no no you know nothing new for people who listen to this fucking show, I imagine. Uh, (laughs) But this is where all was pretty much forgotten. I'd I'd forgotten that I was annoyed by some of the storylines and some of the other bits because I was I, I love a what do you call it, Tim? Like a narrative over the top. What do you call that? Is that is that a technique of something um, like a narrator talking yeah. over, like something like yeah. that? And I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, and Susan, as she was about to do it, like Carl comes in for it. Carl was Carl to the very end. He comes in for another bottle of champagne. He's absolute. <laughs> he's rosy red. He's having a fucking great time. And he's like, "You're coming out. We're all getting fucking pissed out here. All sorts of fuckers are turning up." <laughs> and she and she says, "No, I'm going to write the book." And then she says, "I love you." And she, and he says it back, and it was like they it was the real it was the real people, it was Jackie yeah. Woodburn and Alan Fletcher. This is and this is it, what I meant earlier when I said there were certain scenes that were just like break character, just yeah. be here and be like just feel it. And this and was that, one that's of what them. this was. Yeah, I agree. And this was one like I don't know how long they were on the show for. If Tony was on for twenty five years, it's got to be about that twenty five to thirty years, say. And they yeah. have been husband and wife on the screens for through for, for crazy storylines and all sorts and things like that. There was one thing Izzy said at one point to Susan, which I thought was a great little throwaway line. She said, what, you, have you sl- slipped on some milk and forgotten everything again? Something <laughs> like that, because that was a ridiculous storyline. Um, you know what? When we come back, when we get back to the rewatch. Is it about that time? That, it's about that time, yeah. Woo! So, so I thought that was be one of the big storylines for us when we get back to it. But then, yeah, with Carl and Susan, when she said that and he said it back, I was like, yeah, like they've, they've been married for 30 yeah. years or so. Like how nice that they got to say that little thing. And then, then what she came out with, I'm sure you've, are you going to read it verbatim now? Have you no. read around the whole thing? No, no, I only got the last three words. Uh, but yeah, she goes around and she starts seeing everyone at the party. And this is the thing that gets me because this street party is going on and like everyone's there. So, for example, Glenn's there, just broke up with Therese, but he's got a fucking... Two hours ago, he's broke up with Therese, and he's got to be there at a fucking street party and be, pretend he's happy. He's on a fucking beer. He's, he's got a beer in his hand. Clive just lost Jane to fucking Mike Young. He's got to be at the party. He's, yeah. he's fine. He's having a beer. Not a problem. Like, they've just... They actually yeah. branded some characters. And then another thing that really threw me off. So, Joel was like, I can't be at the wedding. But then they show clips of him at the street party. Yeah even though he couldn't be at the wedding. And it was weird. It was like... And he's just been, he's just come back from France. So yeah. <laughs> It was stock footage. It was blatantly like oh, him yeah, just yeah. waving to like the director or something during yeah. filming somewhere else, and he just threw it in. It made no sense that he was he was there at the street party if he wasn't. It was chaos, let's be honest. That that final scene, it didn't, it didn't really quite come together no. as cleanly as it could have. In some ways... I think it didn't, it definitely didn't, and there was bits with Joel. But then in other ways, I'm sure you'll get to this, but Susan says, and the, like all the all the people that have lived on the street, um, yeah. become for, and then she said all the people that can't be with us now. Nailed that bit. That was fucking brilliant. That's, that was fucking brilliant. That little bit was best TV I've seen this year, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, I texted you because I'm a fucking idiot and I was yeah. probably just tired. I, I, I get confused with me because... I'm like, I haven't said this to you, Jay. I'm like, I, I knew that Madge was dead, 
So then I saw her and I'm like, oh, it's mine. Wait, how are they doing that? I'm like, it's like, there's just for a second, I'm like, you thought it was oh, hologram no, like Tupac or something, didn't you? <laughs> well, I was just like, oh no, now. it's because it's because the actress isn't dead. It's because these aren't real people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, see, it when Madge pops good. up, just, oh. It was, I love subtle things like that. Yeah. Everyone's going to know who that is. Because when we heard a while ago, didn't we, that Madge was going to be a ghost? I, I thought like something kind of got mentioned with it, and, yeah. and it wasn't something that. But she's she has popped up as a ghost before for like an anniversary. She, she has, right. but I, I could have sworn we talked about this recently that there was maybe I might have this wrong, but I, I there's something in my memory that's like we knew she was going to be a ghost in the ending. So I thought it was going to be a bit monologue-y. Um, Harold's fallen asleep and he, yeah. and he imagines having a conversation with her. And I thought, yeah, they'll probably do it well, but also it's shit as an idea. What they did was great. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that was a really cool moment. Uh, but then they just have other people showing up as well. Phil Martin shows up for no reason. That was really funny. weird. Phil Martin was there. Phil Martin was there for no reason. And it's one of them, he's like, who's that guy? Oh, is that Phil Martin? <laughs> oh, he's not aged. Oh. Poor guy. <laughs> Maybe he was one of the dead ones. I don't know. He was there. Hendrix was back assing about. Um, yeah, he was one of the dead ones. Doug Willis uh, was there. Yeah. And there was, she said something about someone being very lost. I don't know if that was Paul Robinson's kid who was a bit psycho. Yeah. But there was another psycho like a couple of years ago who stalked everyone. Yeah, there was someone like who'd lost the way or something, wasn't yeah. there? So couldn't be there. What I found out just on the, the Twitter was that Sky Mangle was also there, but she got cut out of the English version for all the fucking adverts. Really? Yeah. Wow. They cut that out. She's in the if you I'm sure I I, mean, I keep meaning to have a look. There's an, an Australia you can watch the Australian edit of the the finale on YouTube or something. And there's like a few little bits. There aren't nothing that changes the story massively or anything, but there's little scenes that have been cut out of the English version because they didn't have time because of all the fucking adverts. Ridiculous. Not giving time to the fucking finale. What bad that, isn't it? Yeah, that's really poor. All all to have these awkwardly doctored spec savers videos. (laughs) You know what we've missed out? What have we missed out? Holly Valance and Natalie and Bruglia. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't get what the point of that was. They're like, the oh. fucking brilliant. That's the fucking point. Are you yeah, serious? No. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's one of the best bits. They're brilliant, but what are they both there for? Because they get invited to Tony's wedding, but then don't make it to Tony's wedding. But they're no, both... they're just they're they're in a they're somewhere else, and they like Carl's trying to get them all on Facebook, and they both follow the Ramsey Street page or whatever, but don't realise they're sat next to each other and they're both international superstars or whatever. And they're like, fucking Ramsey Street. Yeah, Ramsey Street. I lived at this number. I lived at this number. Like, it was ridiculous. But it got Holly Valance and Imbruglia, two who never met in the show. Pretty cool moment, I think. I think think what Jay's frustration probably is, though, is the fact that if they've got cameras on them, why aren't they on the street with everybody else? They filmed it in England. Is that that the answer? They they filmed that that bit in England, they were both in England and they filmed it. I'm alright with it. I, that, that's the answer, I'm fine with it. Who are you upset that didn't show up before we wrap this up? Because I, I feel like they've missed quite good a few. One. Like, that's a good question. Like Actually there, or like, because you know I wanted Margot Robbie actually on the street. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. But you mean just not in the episode? Yeah. Like I'm really upset. Luke Carpenter wasn't there. That's the one. Right. That's the one. That's ridiculous. Is he alive? Synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Oliver's still alive. Um, Is Lou alive though? Lou's dead, right? I don't know. No, I think I don't don't remember. I don't think he died on the show. I think he just fucked off. That Luke Carpenter. Shame, he's then. come back. He's come back a couple of times. Luke Carpenter is top answer. You're right. That's the one. Yeah. That was crazy. That he didn't come back. So just like, surely no one else really. Just call Harold Jelly Belly one last time. Like it's such a fucking easy win. Just give him a hug. Yeah. And go. Oh, just be there. Party yeah. at the end. And more Scullies as well. If I'm honest, there should have been more Scullies. Well. Who was there? Michelle should have come with that gun. She should have had the gun. (laughs) Michelle is still on. (laughs) What if the like I I got a bit teary at the end. I I didn't maybe what if they did like a a Marvel thing after the credits and it was Michelle just walking out with a gun and she just fucking opens up on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) If it was an American show, that would have happened. Ooh. And on that note, that's the end of the podcast. Fuck America <laughs> and their gun laws. <laughs> so what, like I said, like, that was... Oh, and my favourite line as well from Susan, before we get to the, our closing thoughts and everything, she said, um, if, you've, if you've been on the street or if you've watched what we've done, or she said something like, for those who've watched us from afar. Yeah. Which was... That was us. That was that was a shout out for all the UK people who kept the show going, really, and who tried to keep it, who tried to save neighbours, I think. Yeah. Like, that was a great, I, I thought it was really good that yeah, that got right. in. And then, and then she's like, if you do a weekly podcast about it as well, thanks so much. I'm a big <laughs> That was really nice of Susan to say that. <laughs> but the last three words, she said, the perfect blend. That's what all these people were, the perfect blend. Uh, you know I what know. I thought was really good as well how she didn't like stumble over her outro she pretty <laughs> much nailed it I mean we don't know how many takes it took but I'd Actually, like no, to think first time I'm pretty sure in the Australian edit without the one that they didn't cut she said yeah what are we having for tea there's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, still an extra 45 seconds before the next adverts come on so should we should we just carry on chatting? We'll go back to we'll go back and say hi to Madge. She's she's still there, really. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. That was the end of Namers Day. Flashes up on screen. Thanks for loving us. We love you. I I liked that because it was nothing. Those words are nothing special. They're just real. Yeah, yeah. Just nothing poetic about it. No. Yeah, it was just thanks. Like, just honest, yeah. honest. Like, yeah, is... just really nice. And there's a lot of people who are still feverishly, like, kind of, you know, into this show. Like, they've still got a very core fan base. Can, like, can you imagine, actually, there must be some people who are hardcore fans and have watched it from the beginning, what it must have felt like to watch that episode. That guy, honestly, I gave myself chills thinking, <laughs> saying that. I yeah, think, Thirty-seven man. years. Yeah, when you, whenever you end, whenever you finish watching a TV show, whatever that may be, you have that like mourning period, don't you? Afterwards, when yeah. you've watched it, and it's like a sad time because this is going to sound a little bit sad, I suppose. But and it, I reckon it, it counts more for soaps because it's on so much, and you spend if you watch it properly, neighbours, you're watching it five days a week. 
and they become for 37 years for 37 fucking years like they become your neighbors your friends your yeah. family to a certain degree like you you it must be horrible like i felt i i got a bit teary and i was like oh my god i only started watching this shit cuz he made me <laughs> we started watching five weeks ago. Yeah, got Just... like I, I'll make it. I'll make a similar confession. Like the end, and, and this is like this is what I mean. This is a minor version. You've never really. watched an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of finales in general. The finale of Friends, when they go out of the door and walk away down the corridor, there was a little bit of me that was like, "Don't go," like. Like yeah. le- either let me come with you or or I'll come back. Like it's over now. I think yeah, it's shows like horrible. that more so than a big a big one like a Game of Thrones or something like that, which is ridiculous. And yeah, you've you've enjoyed the show and you've done the characters and you like your certain characters and you got your favorites and things like that. When it's something like a soap or like a show like Friends that's run for so long that you've spent so much time with. And then, again, with friends and neighbours, I think that's a good example. It's like maybe when you were off sick when one day when you were younger, you watched neighbours or you watched friends or you yeah. did something and you watched that. You felt sat, you felt down in your own life. You watched that and it cheered you up for a bit. When it's gone, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> Just remember these feelings because in 37 years' time when we finish this podcast... <laughs> This is how you'll feel. You'll be like, what What now? What now? I did think that. Home and away. <laughs> <laughs> how many adverts did they put on for home and away, by the way? In the yeah, I thought that. Neighbors? I also yeah. thought, have they just changed none of the cast? I recognise all of these people from 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine you're going to see a lot of Neighbours people showing up in home and away now. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah the big rumour is Toadie's going home and away. That's what I've heard on the grapevine. Really? Is he going to be? Is he going to be Tony? Basically, yeah. I think. He should I thought he wasn't leaving. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be a very similar character, I think. Um, but yeah, that's. He could be Tony's evil twin. <laughs> yeah. He could just. He could just talk shit about this guy he knows called Tony, yeah. and just fucking hate on him all the time. Hi, I'm Froggy. Fucking, we're booking it already. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the creative geniuses that we are. Yeah, the show's over, but it's not really. We'll create something new. <laughs> well, you know, we've had a... There is Evil Twins to look forward to as we go back to the rewatch. Uh, so, yeah, this... Uh, just because Neighbours is end, this podcast will not end. This podcast will actually only get stronger. So we're going to take a week off. Enjoy it. Enjoy the week off, you two. You deserve it. Uh, we're going to take a week off. And then we're going to, before we time travel back... To 2000, I think about 2002, we're going to end up at. Before we do that, we're going to do a special episode called Neighbours versus Time Travel. We we, we were, got made aware of this about a year ago, just mid podcast, completely fucking randomly. Uh, so I think it'd be a good idea to time tra- do that as a little special before we actually time travel back in time. So don't worry, this isn't the last you're going to hear of us. I, I, I am looking forward to that. I think that is the best way of saving it. What what are your thoughts on it? Because you haven't. I said I was a bit teary there, and I was a bit. And Tim said even even he who has limited neighbours 
knowledge and <laughs> watching going on. He was a bit like that. What like you you wanted to do this podcast? We didn't know when you said, "Oh, do you fancy doing this neighbors podcast? Might be a bit funny." And we said, "Yeah." We didn't know this was going to happen when we started this. That the show was actually going to end on our literally on our watch on our rewatch. So what are your what are your thoughts on on this whole thing? You know what? I've not actually thought about that. I've been that consumed with just the whole, you know, the whole party of it and everything that's going on. I've not actually had that time to kind of sit back and and take it all in. Holy shit! I might have to do that right now. Fuck yeah! Because I've been watching like I've, I've been watching all these, and then for this last six weeks, I've been watching them. You know, the current ones each day or whatever it's been, and then got up this morning thought, don't have to watch any neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It was like I don't know what to do. It'll hit me tomorrow. I think it'll hit me tomorrow actually, because that's usually I'll start watching Neighbors again on a Tuesday because I'll watch Monday nights. Yeah, so it'll hit. I don't know what to do with myself. Are you going to be okay? I think I don't know. I think I will be. I, I mean, I think the fact that we're I know we're going back to watch and we've got another twenty something years of Neighbors to watch will be cool. It will be cool, and I think it'll. It'll be nice that we'll we can always have the end to frame it now. Like when we do see these characters, go, oh yeah, that was the cunt from the finale, and <laughs> <laughs> you know it. It'll be. I think it'll reassure me, and I I, I feel very reassured by everything that it that there's been such a fan base over neighbors, and that there's been so much kind of love and. Like, like we're all snarky about this show. It's really shit sometimes. Like, literally in that last scene, there's stuff there. You go, why the fuck is Joel there? That's stupid. That takes you out of it. But it still somehow managed to, to, to claw some sort of emotion through. And it is that kind of familiarity, the day-to-day, and the fact that it was Susan Kennedy, you know, who's been there for 20-something years. Who everybody everybody knows who says it. Even if you don't watch Neighbours, you go, yeah, that's Susan Kennedy. She's in Neighbours. I know that. Yeah. Name. Quite cool, then, I think. little shout-out for the Erinsborough News and their Neighbours character vote thing. Quite fitting. I don't know if they had something to do with it, that their number one character from Neighbours of all time was Susan Kennedy, and it was Susan Hmm. Kennedy who wrapped that shit up. Yeah, I think that that was the right person to do it. Like, if you'd have said who's going to have the final line, you might might have gone Harold, you might have gone Carl, you might have gone Paul Robinson, but I think Susan's... She's the heart of the show, isn't she, really? I think so. I think, yeah. Harold, it might have come across a little bit too bumbly. Paul Robinson has been a cunt. Yeah. Carl, he's been a bit of a, a bit of a rogue, hasn't he? But from all, all he's done. Susan, like, yeah, like you say, heart and soul of the show. And it was it was a really nice way to finish it. I think she was the right choice. Yeah. I, I like to think that's how I am on this podcast. I'm the heart and soul of this podcast. You've got the fucking brains anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And you will get to see that heart and soul develop more over the years as we... Uh... Don't get it your arsehole out again like you did with... <laughs> I did with Emma. to see that tattoo say... again for a while. Did he say heart and soul or did he say arsehole? <laughs> I know. Take it, you know, sometimes you hear what you want sometimes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, you can carry on hearing us for the weeks. Like I say we're going to take a week off, but that's a great opportunity to go back to any episode if you want to go back to the wedding specials that we noticed before, or just pick a completely fucking random episode. It doesn't matter. because and We, we apologise if it was one of the shit ones. <laughs> there was no shit ones. There's some slightly less good than other ones. <laughs> That's what I'm prepared to say. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to share some optimism here. Like if if they land on a shit one, there are better ones. Trust me, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, go back and listen to something else, and listen to some of the chats and some of the injury. Go back, like we're about to go back to neighbours. Uh, I'm 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 struggling for this outro now. You know, everything <laughs> you're saying is right. This is you, you're explaining what's coming. You're telling people that we're not going away. We're not I think, going away. I think a lot of people out there are probably like like us have got a little bit of a neighbour shaped hole in their schedule now. Well, don't worry. We are the only award winning podcast that is re watching old episodes of Neighbours. Come and do it with us. We've had a good laugh. Me and Tim didn't think we fucking would. But we have. Yeah. Year and a half later, still doing it. Still doing it. Come and join us. You can join us anytime. We've done about 70 episodes. They're not all winners. But what? But you can't always win at life. No, you certainly can't. <laughs> keep so, yeah, trying. We keep trying. We keep trying. Uh, if you go on our, you go on any our socials, you find our link tree. You can go straight to Daily Motion and start watching the episodes. Uh, I'll when I figure out what episodes exactly we're watching, I'll post that so you can start rewatching along with us. This is not the end; it's just the beginning. And I want to say thank you to Adam and to Tim. Uh, you two. Plus me, really are the perfect blend. What are you for your tea? If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.